What's up, Dan Sam? Welcome to another episode of The Session. Today we got a cool, a pretty cool episode. We're going to be reviewing Megan Trainer's dance video uh, to what's it called? No Excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some two. We got two other topics that we're going to get to. One is how social media is affecting dance nowadays and, you know, how people deal with dance while they're in school or even if they're going to school for dance. And, you know, we'll just break down every part of it. Uh, as always, I am your host, Russ Santos, a.k.a. Lock and Robin. Um, back again, whether you like it or not, whether or not my voice is annoying to you or not. It's beautiful. I, thank you, Justin. You know. Sp- speaking of, um, <laughs> the man talking is fell Justin Cortez. You know him. He's been here for a, quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Because he's old. You know, I didn't think I would be here this long. I thought. I knew. <laughs> I thought, yeah, when Dem Raider Boys gets on, then I'll leave. You got it. 14 weeks in. You got a taste and then you just wanted to stay. Hey, I love doing this show. I'll be honest. And let's uh, talk about your background just in case people are new or have forgotten. <laughs> He's um, C-Funk, Capital Funk, mm-hmm. uh, Tita Boy Scouts, of course, Culture Shock DC alum, former artistic director of Future Shock DC, and Dem Raider Boys Dem Raider alum. Boys. Mm-hmm. And Major Def alum. Oh, right. Yeah. Major Def. <laughs> I always forget that one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we have a special guest with us today, Annie Mancuso. How are you doing? I'm good. We have a female on the, <laughs> on the panel. Second time in a life. Wow. Months. I'm honored. I, I am quite excited <laughs> just to hear someone other than you. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. Um, Annie, you are a current Capital Funk captain. Yes. Correct. Oh, how's captain, that going? How's, how's, the, how's the year going so far? It's really good. Um, we wrapped up auditions back in early September, and we have eight new wonderful newbies. So nice. we're integrating them onto the team, and we're just one big family. Really love the direction we're going in, so we're just hoping to keep pushing through. Awesome. How many people you guys have? <laughs> total? Now? We're like, I think a total of 48. <laughs> Still 48? What yeah, happened? Yeah, <laughs> I think we're 48. We're definitely, we're under 50, but we're over 40. That's nuts, man. It's I know. a very big team. Um, but what else have you been up to? What else is your background in terms of dance, I guess, so that people know where you're coming from? Sure. So I grew up in Queens, New York. I went to a local dance studio over there for most of my life. I stopped after basically last year. I was still in my recital last year when I came home. Um, but I did studio competition there and then I went to performing arts high school in the middle of Manhattan. I studied like, you know, modern and ballet for four years, five days a week, three hours a day. Jesus. It was great. Um, How old were you when you started? Uh, started dancing. I was three and a half. Jesus. Yeah. It's like very typical, <laughs> like back there, like that's what you do. It's like a social thing more so because um, I was very shy. Still am. Um, so I don't know how well it actually worked. Um, <laughs> but my mom signed me up for classes because all of my friends in preschool were going to this one oh, studio. Wow. And then by the end of the year, I was the only one that wound up staying. So, wow. yeah, I actually ran off the stage. Uh, my first dance recital. <laughs> so did we. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you did that as an adult. That's different. Oh, I was three and a half. So That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, my background, performing arts. And now I currently am a senior at GW studying dance and psychology. Dope. So I'm just kind of dabbling in everything, I guess. And I know you're interning at um, the Kennedy Center right now, right? Yes. Um, do you have like plans to go into like theater at all? Um, it's not really theater. I'm in the education department. Okay. Um, I'm very interested in arts education and bringing like an arts program or implementing arts programs into schools that have, you know, that serve underprivileged children. I feel like everybody deserves to harness their creativity at such a young age because if you miss that, then 
there's a lot of opportunities you, sure, you sure. also miss out Absolutely. on. Jeez, yeah. that's great. What are we doing? Oh, well, Esser's, <laughs> Esser's doing that. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. He's working on his... I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I mean, I've worked with kids mm, before. I mean, we've done something. I don't know. Not not the way not, she's doing things. <laughs> no, no, no. Making us look bad. I mean, right now, like, since I'm an intern, I'm kind of just, like, looking over spreadsheets and doing research. That's it's not fine. really sure, sure. doing anything yet. But I don't know. I'm still start deciding. Somewhere. Yeah. Start somewhere. That's awesome. Well, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm um, really excited to have you on just because to get another um, uh, point of view on, on things because we tend to have similar thoughts, mm-hmm. you and I, Justin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we differ in some areas. Actually, I have pretty strong opinions about other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter you're here. <laughs> Can't get rid of him yet. Um, I keep getting blown up here. Okay, anyway, let's move on to our main topic. Uh, it's a video review, a dance video review. Megan Trainer's uh, music video, but not her main music video. It's a, She calls it a dance video, and that's pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. um, it's directed by Tim Milgram and choreographed by Charm. LaDonna. I'm not sure if you have seen anything of them. or I haven't either. Oh, wow. I've seen most of the dancers in the video, but I don't believe I've ever heard of the choreographer. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I think she's done a lot for Megan Trainer, actually. Okay. Um, that would make sense. That And I know Tim has... I've seen a bunch of his other videos. Yeah, he works at Millennium. Okay. He films that all that sense. stuff. That makes sense because Casey Rice is in a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And I guess, like you said, or mentioned to or me before... Or he worked there, I'm not sure. But. Mentioned to me before that she's been at millennium for a little bit yeah um so let's jump right into it uh annie why don't you um talk about this for a little bit what did you like about it and unless you have more strong (laughs) negative opinions and you can go into that if you want um i don't know i mean i thought it was cute but that's like as much as i can really say about it i don't like not to like be negative or anything but i feel like we see these kids so much that it's kind of like overexposure to them now that it would exactly well i I, yeah social media um (laughs) like i think they're incredibly talented and i think actually all of them are younger than me Mm -hmm. um yeah uh so that's also kind of like oh darn like where am i where am i going how do you think we feel (laughs) (laughs) we look at you and think the same thing (laughs) that's true but we just did (laughs) um so I mean, it was it was good. The choreography wasn't my favorite. Mm. I thought they performed it well because mm-hmm. you know that's what they were hired to do. Right, right. Something in particular that kind of bothered me about it, I guess, was I guess the overacting of the facials at one point. It's uh, like you're yeah. not on stage, and I feel like you save that for stage for a video. It's like kind of different. And when you're overperforming to a camera, mm-hmm. I know you're supposed to, but like for me, it just felt like out of place. I could be totally misguided with that but no, i just was kind of uncomfortable like seeing like the mm, mm, like yeah, all yeah, that yeah. like facial stuff aggressive facials. like too aggressive yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like i think it's because i mean i could be 100 percent wrong and just over generalizing them but i think it's because they're so used to the dancing over mm-hmm. at least at you know millennium or yeah wherever area. else they dance yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're always getting filmed. Like people go to class with the expectation of getting filmed. They dress up. They do all these things. Like this is actually, like that is the culture over there. And listen to our previous episode. (laughs) Literally, last week's episode was about that. Yeah, and it's like, in one way, it's like kind of disheartening because like, when do you dance just to dance? And like, there's no denying that they love it. But it's, it's just different, I guess, from what we're used to. So I think that's I seeing their culture being brought into this video, like and as an outsider, like that was something I definitely right, right. picked up on first. Um, but yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to jump in here, Justin. Go ahead. So uh, yeah, 
because uh, I actually had I picked up a similar um, opinion, I guess, or uh, thing. Let's call it uh, about the facials, uh, but it was it was a more positive one. I focused on one dancer in particular. Uh, I'm not sure I pronounced her name, but it's like Tati McQuay. Oh yeah, she came in. She was like the fifth dancer to come in. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was wearing overalls mm-hmm, and like a light mm-hmm. teal. Or no, something. she's super talented. But I loved her facials the most because they were really subtle mm-hmm, and just exactly. like I don't know. They seemed the most genuine, mm-hmm. as if she was actually doing that because she was the song or something like that i don't know if what i'm trying to say is coming across but like again it just seemed really genuine compared to everyone else um because again like what you said a lot of the facials were just overly aggressive or over the top and they just didn't seem like they fit exactly. i guess it kind of it brought me out of what that music video was trying to be or the song was supposed to say at least um even like compared to casey rice and her facials she's just either happy or not and that's about, <laughs> that's about it. But with um Tati, am I saying her name right? Yeah, now? it's Tati. Tati, uh, she had her her facial all over the place. Just a really pleasing look, and like uh, one part, it's like some kind of confusing dance, and she's like really going nuts with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know for some reason that really stuck with me compared yeah. compared to like in a good the rest. Way. Of, yeah, yeah, in a good way, really good way. <clears throat> uh, Justin, what'd you think, man? I think overall, I just I mean I had qualms with. The facials and everything but the you know like for me and i say this like every time we watch them on, on uh world of dance i cannot stand when they're singing the song oh i as they're, as i they're also dancing. dislike like, that because it just brings me back to like the studio competition days it's uh-huh. like why are we still on that like, yeah i know <laughs> i don't it's know like, it, i love it but it doesn't make sense to sing the song like you're dancing and everything to me i think it takes away and i don't know if that's something that's changing in the dance culture right now especially over there but I just can't stand it. That's just like a personal, this is a personal thing for me. Um, uh, what I did like was that, you know, there is a lot of varying ranges in the dancers themselves. Like they went from like kind of like a mid range age to like really young to like a little bit older. Like just they're a very, little bit. Very yeah. like pretty varying, just like under 20s. Kind of. I, know, I feel like they're all in high school or something. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, there's like babies though. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah I, know I forgot that. what her name is, but the one in the middle with the ponytails mm. or ponytail. Oh, I don't remember, but <laughs> the Asian one. She was, yeah, she yeah. was really sh- tiny, really cute. Yeah. Mm. They're very all, aggressive facials. <laughs> yes, yeah. And they're all very, very, very talented. Yes. And I can see that. But um, facials didn't match the song, in my, in my opinion. Just the one girl. I, I do remember exactly the girl you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, she definitely emoted what was being said in the song really well. Mm hmm. Um, but singing the song while you're dancing to it, I, I especially it. if it's a music video, <sighs> like we know what we're, yeah. we know yeah. what we're listening to. Yeah. You're not Megan Trainer. I know. <laughs> and I got, and I was like, I was excited to see Casey cause I like, she, I grew to be a big fan of hers from World, at, of, Dance. From World of Dance. Uh, but she sang the song too and I was like, oh God. It's like when Derek said pop lock, I was like, oh, you're like, mm. that's so wrong. So, so disappointed. Uh, but you would think like, if it wasn't wanted, the director would have picked up on it and would be like, hey, yeah, let's do it again. Hey, no singing. And that's the thing that I feel like is changing in the culture is that like that's becoming more acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I'll, just this is my personal opinion. I don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you don't need to sing the song. Like it's already being sung. Like you yeah. should be doing, you, you can use that time to do more with your face. Yeah, which, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's, pretty, that's pretty much it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, for me, overall, 
this kind of this video kind of gave me like a Target commercial kind of feel. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it could be an ad. Like You're they could just show, they could put the logo up at the end, and I'd be like, "Yep, <laughs> that's right." Back to school. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's perfect. Back to school. Exactly. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing because I tend to love Target commercials, <laughs> just because of like the fun feel of it. Yeah, so, like you said, it does. It was a very fun um, video, I guess. Um, I do like that their outfits were not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was able to at least personalize. I'm not sure if they actually got to show that, but at least they were all different. Uh, the colors were nice, bright, vibrant ones. Mm-hmm. Edgy in terms of like the style and the theme, but, you know, still fun. Uh, so very light, but edgy in a way. Um, I don't know if is a crop top automatically edgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overalls, definitely. Crop top with a sports bra showing. That's edgy, right? <laughs> I don't Over, know. Overalls with a crop top. Huh? I guess. Maybe a little bit. Crop tops are in. I'm going to wear one now. I love crop tops. Perfect. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I did like the cipher part at the towards the end. That was really, really good. Because, I mean, I, I always love a good cipher as mm-hmm. long as it's done right. Yeah. Um, it did allow some of the dancers to showcase um, their individuality and their personality a little more. And then there was this one contemporary dancer. I was, okay, this is what I was actually going to say. So when I had seen that. Lay it on me. So this contemporary dancer, I've been following her since she's like a kid. Like Autumn th- Miller? Yeah, I love Autumn Miller. Like I'm such a huge fan of her because she's so talented. Like she's just super nuanced. and like, like she's matured so much since like watching her from the beginning. But like she wasn't in the video. She was yep. only in that part. And mm-hmm. I was confused. I was like, because she can do these styles. Yes, she's uh. definitely more contemporary. But like it just, I don't know. It threw me off to see her for two seconds and then have her like go <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh, you did turns. Okay. Bye bye. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then she's gone. Yeah. It was just really like, out of where'd place. That, where'd that tall girl go? <laughs> yeah. And like it was a hard cut from that section. Like after that yeah. part, it was cut to them like jamming out. And she's nowhere to I be found. I was looking for her. She wasn't even <laughs> she in the She came bag. on the first day and was like, I can't make it anymore. <laughs> well, no. So that's the thing. I feel like she wasn't even part of the video initially. And then maybe they wanted to give, maybe they had someone else do that part in contemporary. And they were like, no, we actually need a real contemporary answer. Hey, yeah. I know someone. Let's get her in. Then they reshot that part or something. Yeah, but see, the thing is, like, a lot of those dancers can do, can do it, right? Like, yeah, that's Casey what I is so good at contemporary. Yeah, that's what as I figured well. too. Like, uh, Charlize also mm-hmm. very good at contemporary. Tati, I'm pretty sure as well. It's like all of them can do everything. Because I feel like if you start that young, you usually start with that style, right? You, you kind of you're like a jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. And then you move into like urban dance and hip hop. Yeah, and you figure out what you like best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is usually the new thing, right? Like if you start with one thing, you learn something new, yeah. and then you follow it for a while. You yeah. tend to like that new thing more than mm-hmm. the original. Usually, in my opinion, I don't know. Well, I think because as you mature, you like like tailor more yeah. to your own interests like Fair. that's like i love contemporary and stuff but i didn't know that i liked hip hop this hip-hop this much until i came to college mm. so well welcome <laughs> it's a new world it's a whole new world with a lot more drama <laughs> yes <laughs> and is- isn't it and is- <laughs> yes. well so so like hip-hop like hip-hop hip-hop started because of like social social injustices and stuff like mm-hmm. that so it's built on dramas yes mm-hmm. anyway that could be a whole nother topic <laughs> um i did like the direction overall though because it kind of gave you that feel of a, a one-shot take video yeah but it wasn't even there were like hard cuts and there were close-ups and then pan outs really hard cuts like that but it still had that overall feel as if it was supposed to be a one-shot take 
Um, so I liked it. I understand why they do it because, you know, it lets them emphasize on certain other things. And, you know, it doesn't show fatigue for certain dancers because they can do it as many times as they need to starting at different points of, a, of the set. I mean, you guys know from doing mm-hmm. C-Funk videos. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think of the direction overall, though? Um, I guess I could talk about that. Um, I agree with you, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I had a problem with, I, I felt like the cuts were a little bit too frequent. Like, there were a lot of times where I would have, like, really, like, enjoyed just seeing, like, a section of choreography uninterrupted. Um, more so in like at the beginning of the the of the hmm. of the dancing. That's just person. That's just a personal like, um, aesthetic that I like. I, I just like being able to see like the sentence without getting cut it cut out and everything. Sure. Um, but otherwise, uh, I thought that you know it's a, it's a successful choreography video. Um, for the most part, like obviously we have our uh, our issues with it in terms of like singing or. Yeah, yeah, the contemporary dancer that just appeared and disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> but, really good uh, disappearing technique. Yeah, yes. <laughs> magic trick. Yeah, oh. uh, <laughs> 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 gross. The bubble tea. Yeah, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Edit it out, please. Hmm? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um. I totally lost my train of thought. Actually, me too. <laughs> uh, we we're talking about the direction. The direction, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. No, but like I did like the colors that they used was was great. The dancers are incredibly talented. They're such great dancers and they dance with so much energy and pizzazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think as a choreography video, it was a successful one overall. Mm. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, I really didn't pay too much attention to the direction because I was so focused on both the choreography and the dancers themselves. And I think that's why videos like this are made. They mm-hmm. use all these names that you're so familiar with mm-hmm. that you see all the time that you don't really pay attention to anything else. I think like the fact that they're all famous on social media just kind of like already gave the video the leverage it needed. It didn't really need much else. Maybe. Like the choreography could have been really bad, but nobody would have noticed because, because it's them. Exactly. Yeah. And they would have killed it anyway. Hmm. But the choreo was fine. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that perspective is different for us since we don't know them that well? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we're focusing on other things yeah. know, as a whole. And she happens to focus on the dancers mm-hmm. as individuals because she does know them all. Mm-hmm. It's like if we saw a video with all our friends in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like that. It's yeah. like a familiarity effect. Like as soon as it started, I was like, oh, there's Nat. And then I was like, oh, there's, you know, these other people mm-hmm. that I know. But I tend to try and even though. Even though I do know people in certain videos, I I do my best now, especially nowadays. I do my best to just look at it overall, mm-hmm. because I mean, I hate using this term, but like nowadays, <laughs> I tend to uh, things really don't capture me as well as they did back in then. You know, when I was new to all this stuff, um, just seeing it's like an overload of the same stuff. So that I just try and look everything as a whole now. So. That's why I just focus on like the colors <laughs> and like <laughs> the general feel. Um, I look at their facials. I mean, you did too, but yeah, that's about it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? No, just okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. just broaden the spectrum. Sure. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's a negative thing or yeah. a bad thing that you focus that Annie focuses on the familiarity aspect of things because you still didn't miss anything else. Um, and I don't think it's bad that we focus on anything else or that we don't know them i think if anything it's a good thing absolutely 
Yeah. It, we're all looking at it from very different points of view, like you said. Yeah. Uh, anything else about this video? No. All good. A-OK. Awesome. <laughs> Let's move on. Because um, Annie kind of brought this about. Uh, our next topic is uh, how social media is affecting dance. Mm-mm. And um, actually, this was recommended a recommended top, uh, topic for us to cover by someone on YouTube by the name of Neds. <laughs> Neds? Yeah, N-E. N as in Neds. <laughs> e as in Eds. D as in Deads. S as in Seds. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. You're welcome. So Ours and Russ. Yeah, so I'll actually read the comment. Hey, you guys should do an episode going more in depth about how social media is affecting dance. Philip Chavib went on a whole rant about how it's cheapening dance. Uh, since everything put out by social media and famous artists, uh, tint that goes viral is perceived as being the best. Uh, in parentheses. Personally, I disagree that it's a problem since I'm pretty sure that's just how society has always worked. Uh, also, I've seen Tucker Bar- Barkley, Kyle Hanagami, and others calling some of the young social media famous dancers and choreographers, such as Sean Luke, Casey Rice, uh, the future of dance quotes. And I want to hear what you guys think that means. Mm-hmm. So, great topic. Great, um, great, great topic. And actually ties in really well with this video because of all these young social media famous uh, dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start with, actually, no, let's start with that. Are they the future of dance? Like, is that is that who they are? Well, I guess we can't really talk about that unless we talk about this first part. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's talk about this first part. Uh, Philip Chabib, again, saying how social media as a general thing is cheapening dance. And you could probably just relate that to art in general. Mm-hmm. Um, cheapening it because of how people perceive as whatever is out there and stuff that goes viral as the best stuff that you can find and they are the best dancers that you can find um justin what do you think man i mean just i agree with him 100 percent um i think that um the perspective that i'm coming from is one where there wasn't a video every week or even every day like nowadays you'll get a video every day or several videos every day back when i first started dancing there were teachers that said that told people in class don't record my class i right. do not want it on the internet and um, it's very interesting. Come, you know, that's a, the juxtaposition. Wow, good point. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, like I remember, we would always want to see Lyle's classes. Mm-hmm. He was like the local artist that was like blowing up, and we would always want to see like his classes to see how he was dancing. And we would never see anything because he didn't want people to record in his class. Right. Um, and I think that that's that made me want to go to class so much more. Yeah. Because I have to see it. Like he he's a, he's a fantastic performer, and you see these clips of him. You want to be in those classes. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that nowadays, because, you know, of social media exposure and everything like that, it's pushing people to only seek out these particular styles or these particular dancers for what they, th- what like you said, what you said is the the best mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that means OGs are getting um, looked over. Um and a lot of choreographers that may not be getting the same kind of exposure. Right. I mean, there, there are a bunch of like teachers still that I think are like phenomenal that I don't see an internet presence for as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah. Like Laura Edwards is like one of them. I don't see her stuff online as much. Mm-hmm. 
she's she just got i think she just got married she just had a baby oh wow and everything um but she like still kills it as a teacher yeah, yeah. and everything and the people that take her class still learn so much from her it's just that she's not as exposed as she as she used to be mm-hmm. you know uh i feel like i'm going off on a on a tangent now um but yeah no i like going back to it he's not wrong because you know, I think that everyone is just looking at these future dancers as what as the standard now. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to be. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in my eyes, you are right. Okay, you are correct. Annie, what about you? Um, I can I definitely see that point of view. For me personally, I feel like calling them the the future of dance and how social media is affecting dance. Like, I wouldn't call it negative or positive in one definitive way i would say it's kind of like a mutual thing i don't really know how to articulate this best but it's like a blessing and a curse yeah, yeah. because in one way it yep. could be cheapening dance by it's like everything people make now not everything but can again that's a very general statement but a lot of things that people make now it's like ooh, what can i do to best make it go viral like mm-hmm. that's what's going on a lot of people's heads there was actually just um like a controversy on Instagram about this. I think it was Matt Stefanina and Josh Kalaki. They just made choreo to one of Kanye's newest songs and it's like super inappropriate. I honestly don't know the name of it. Mm. Um, And Kanye had reposted that video on his page, but the group he posted were all kids underage and they were dancing to really explicit lyrics. Mm -hmm. And a lot of um, choreographers chimed in and were like, this is missing the point entirely. Like, mm-hmm. why did he think this was okay? Um, it was just, it was like kind of disheartening to see that because people just made it because, but I mean, their excuse was like, the music was good. We just made it to dance. Yeah. So what's the problem? Yeah. But it's like, you also have to know your audience, in my opinion. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these kids should not be dancing to stuff yeah. like that. It's kind of like, again, even making it even more meta. Back when Autumn Miller and Bailey Sock and all of them like were starting to become popular on YouTube, not even um, Instagram, when they were like wow. eight or nine, there was this one viral video of, um, I think the song was called My Boyfriend's Back or, oh, it was Single Ladies. It was Single Ladies. <laughs> and it, it's these really, really small girls in mm. like short, short tops and short, short bottoms, mm-hmm. like moving really older than their age and that was a huge problem and and now to see them like you know still part of the community in a different way is kind of interesting um but like it just brings that back it's like when is something age appropriate or not yeah um and does it and does it matter because it's just dance it's art you know so that's like i'm i feel like i'm kind of also going off on a tangent you you are (laughs) um Um, but anyway but actually i wanted to i was i was gonna bring it up during uh the review of the video just because of how how um how young female dancers are 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 um dressing nowadays i guess mm-hmm. or you know how their parents allow them to dress like do you think it's appropriate at all that they can that they should dress that way or that they are dressing that way i mean i don't want to go on another like this another but just like topic. briefly yeah. Uh, I guess for coming from you, since you are a um, lady. See, it's hard because I don't want to tell somebody what they can and cannot wear. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's dance. It is art. Mm-hmm. And whatever you feel like you should put into your art form, go for it. If you think that's going to make it better. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you like, that's wrong. Because I have my own yeah. way of dealing with it sure. and you'll have yours. So that's why it's like a really 
it's like a very blurred line. Right, you know? right. Yeah. The argument that comes with that is that if I'm the one that has a problem with it, then it's me that's over-sexualizing mm. that art form or whatever is mm-hmm. being performed. And that's usually the argument against that kind of thing. But, I, you know, like, it's such a double-edged sword. Like, you... um at a at like a certain there's no right answer. Know, yeah. At a yeah. certain age, you'd want to be a little bit more modest. It just, I guess, that's an old <laughs> thing. Um, like I don't know. It's really it's such a hard like whatever I say at this point. It's not gonna be right. It's not gonna be right. Yeah. So let's because, move on. Let's be, just move yeah. on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, back because to, I'm a man too. <laughs> back to answer that question about it being, and I said a blessing or a curse. So blessing in the way that it's bringing dance to people's everyday lives like people on instagram that aren't dancers would be like oh my gosh did you see this one dance video and i'd be like of course i did and i'd be able to list everybody who's a part of it but they'd just be like wow this looks really cool so it's kind of bringing dance to the forefront and making it popular again because um you know working at the kennedy center right now and like seeing you know like the arts like are low-key on kind of like a decline at least in those kind of institutions um so to have like this new generation of dance and just arts in general Mm -hmm. um it's a good thing i think um but a curse in the way that like i had mentioned before it's kind of like a lot of times people just go in to dance now with the mindset of like what can i do to make this viral what can i do to look best on camera Mm -hmm. yep yeah um just to jump in, I want to bring up the fact that Instagram apparently is the new way to yeah. get recognized and not YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been going about this all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so strange how everything went from YouTube or, you know, just from nothing mm-hmm. to YouTube, now to Instagram. I guess because it's more mobile and it's easier to access. Definitely. But anyway, um, I totally agree with what you're saying, how it's kind of like a double, a cursing and a blessing. A curse and a blessing. <laughs> um, and how, Justin, you said it's like a double-edged sword. Because, yeah, it's social media is great because it does connect a lot of people you know, to each other. Um, it does spread you know, d- different dance styles of all the regions of the country or the world to the other, as, to the other regions of the country or the world. Um, it just allows everyone to share and you know, learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downside I see to that um, other than what you guys already said, is that now, you know, once one style becomes the popular style, that's the only one that's going to be known or, valid, or validated. validated. Yeah. yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Good word. Um, I kind of related to like how, you know, like West Coast, I keep bringing it back to like West Coast dancers because, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's LA and, you know, it's Southern <clears throat> Cali mostly. Um, you know, even like bring it, just bring it down to more specifically to like Keone Amari and how they dance. And now, like, that's becoming the norm for urban-style dancing. Not, you know, not hip-hop, but, like, urban-style choreographed dance. And it's, like, people are starting to lose their individuality and their own personality or even, like, their culture because, like, I mean, well, we're dating ourselves. Back in our day, we, whenever, like, we met someone new or just saw how someone danced, we could always be like, oh, he he or she must be from you know, the Northeast or from like Boston or from like Philly mm-hmm. or from, you know, Chicago, et cetera. But now it's like, I don't know where you guys are from because <laughs> we're all dancing the same way. Or, you know, I, I probably could, the only, the only def- like definite thing I could say is like, oh, those are East Coast dancers and these are West Coast dancers. Yeah. Similar yet different. Same, same, yeah. but different. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, I just, can I just jump in real sure. quick? 
Russ made a really, really, really interesting point last week when we were talking about this is that he almost wants dance to be not popular anymore mm. because that's going to force a renaissance of of new ideas, new movement, things like that. Yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to become so overloaded to the fact to the point where people are like, oh, no, that's that's stupid now or that's boring. Dance is dumb because I mean, before dance was kind of low key. And it's just like, you know, it's something, it's like a niche thing that you had to get into or, you know, you had to be born into and just, you know, train all your life. Yeah. Um, or learn on the street. You know, when I say street, I mean from other people. Um, but now it's like, it's the new thing to do. It's, it's cool. Let's all do this. It's on social media. It's awesome. Let's do it. And, you know, you're right. It is cool. But, you know, I just want to get to the point where it gets so overloaded to the fact that people no longer want to do it. And then it forces more people to come out of the woodwork and be more creative and create, you know, awesome things that, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, it's like a renaissance. Yeah. Um, I just thought you'd like to hear that. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so when we say that, or when uh, Philip Chabib is one on that rant about how social media is cheapening dance, I think the overall trend is that, well, I mean, I don't want to say that because like, even um, uh, the commenter, Neds, said, personally, I disagree uh, that it's a problem since I'm pretty sure that's just how society's always worked. I mean, it's true. I mean, think of like, just think about like movies in general, you know, another art, the film industry. We only like the vid- the movies that are produced by big studios that, you know, are really cool. Like, I mean, nowadays it's the comic book movies. But then there are these low-key indie films that are just, you know, oh, like, crazy over the top like awesome or like you know that hit all kinds of emotions out, out of that get emotions out of you but people don't appreciate because people don't see them because they aren't produced by um big studios you'd have to go to like sundance or you know one of those other film festivals in order to appreciate it so man i can't say that i can't say that it's a bad thing or that it is cheapening dance because i mean the commentary is right it's always it's just how things have always worked in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, do you think that it, a lot of, it could be money out of dance instructors' pockets? I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't feel like people feel the need to go to class as much as they used to. Like back when we were first yeah, starting yeah, dancing, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we took whatever we could. Like we were in a Vogue class. We were in a whacking class. We were in a locking class. House. Choreography. Didn't matter who was teaching. We were in those classes. Mm-hmm. Nowadays... I don't really see people trying to explore the different spectrums of dance as much as they could. I mean, mm-hmm. there are definitely classes available. I don't know if it's because the standard is being set by what is the most popular because of in, of those social medias. Um, social medias. <laughs> All damn social medias. <laughs> those social medias. Um, social medias. <laughs> I, I, sorry to jump in. I think at the same time, it's just that there isn't an, an overload of classes now that you yeah. can take. You know, everyone wants to be a master class teacher. Yeah. You know, with that label and like, I want to teach a class. Like, well, how long have you been dancing? Oh, I just started maybe last week, but <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, for me at least, that's the reason why I stopped because everyone is just everyone who isn't necessarily a good teacher. Not that they're bad dancers, but not necessarily a good teacher. Yeah. Wants to teach class, and I don't know. It, I feel like I don't get my money's worth that way. That's very true. Um, but I don't know. Annie, what do you think? Um, 
like we're just talking about like people not going to class as much anymore or? sure or you know uh i don't know i was like i keep going back to in my head at least because i wasn't saying it out loud <laughs> um galen hooks so she oh, had yeah. like master classes and stuff and we were talking about cameras and like people just performing and dancing for a camera they only go to class to get filmed yeah um i took her master classes back in new york last year and then i took an intensive with her almost a year to the day um and for the master classes she specifically said she was not filming them because she wanted us to dance for ourselves and that's something like it's so simple to say but it's yeah, honestly yeah. so true it's like why are you dancing if you're only going to dance for a camera Ooh. like Ooh, it's chills. just it's just literally just a piece of glass in mm-hmm. front of you. It's mm-hmm. There's nothing there. Like, you're going to give it something because you're giving it the intention of, like, other people seeing it and you're going to performing be performing for them. But it's like, what about for you? Like, dance is for you. You started dance because you love dance. You continue to dance because you love dance. So in that way, social media kind of cheapens dance because it's you're, you yourself could be losing out on, like, the true reason why you started. Great point. So. Boom. And just to play devil's advocate, <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a good thing about social media is that, well, one one thing I can see, I think I mentioned it last week, the reason why, or one good thing that comes out of like these dance class videos is that, you know, especially for that area, LA, I mean, that's how you get booked. Yeah. Like yeah. you become popular you through jobs. social media and that's how you get booked to get jobs. And, you know, that becomes your resume in essence, these dance videos. Yeah. Um, and the only way to get discovered is that, you you put out videos of yourself just dancing and just put that, it out there. That damn double-edged sword again. Yeah, see, right. like, I don't necessarily even think, like, filming is a bad thing, but it can become oversaturated where it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what, like, <laughs> what are you doing, I guess? I don't really know how to explain it, yeah, yeah. but... Well, yeah. and, and again, to relate to, like, the film industry, there are, like, tons of scripts out there and tons of resumes or um, actresses and actors, aspiring actors out there, you know, an oversaturated uh, industry also. It's just a matter of, I hate to say, it, I think it's just luck, really, and chance. Like I'm sure mm-hmm. there, there are like thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of great dancers, probably all on the same level, can bring different things uh, that w- another person can't. It's just a matter of who gets seen and who doesn't get seen, mm-hmm. and who is looking. I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, man, we could keep going back and forth on this. I think for hours, honestly. Yeah. You guys want to try? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> so then like, so let's put that aside now about how social media is may or may not be cheapening dance. Um, let's talk about how some people are saying that these social media famous dancers, uh, young ones at least, are like the future of dance. I know you talked about it earlier, Amy. Um, Justin, what do you think, Rain? Honestly, I, I don't disagree with that. Um I think that they are part of that future and what they make of it is really in, in their hands. You know, we're um, at some point they are, they are the legacy that the previous dancers or the previous leaders of dance leave behind, but what they do with it is really going to make or break where this, where the, um, where the culture goes and where, you know, dance in general will go. So I don't disagree with that Um, to label them as the only, I don't agree with. You know, um, because there are, there's going to be that one kid that never danced before that's going to go to a class and get inspired and just blow up mm-hmm. because he discovered 
something in him that he didn't realize was like what was there at all. So like <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna be part of that revolution or, that or she or she yeah I'm sorry <laughs> thank you she <laughs> or th- or they you know I'm not sure what their uh, yeah, exactly. yeah pronouns might be thank you thank you you're welcome that's right my best friend y'all yeah. um, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um yeah I know I, there's there's gonna be someone like that and that label will fit them too. They're going to be, they are going to be what changes dance in general or starts that revolution or that renaissance of sorts. One thing I really hope, um, I don't disagree with you, mm-hmm. but one thing I really hope is that they, that these young dancers um, learn to find their own style of dance. Oh, yes. Like way, way of dance. Uh, because they are great dancers, but they are great dancers of, or performers of other people's works of art. Mm-hmm. Um, choreograph pieces because um, I don't think at least I mean I don't know because the only person I do know that does this uh, is Sean Liu who actually choreographes his, <laughs> choreographs his own you know pieces uh, Annie do you know if any of these young dancers are choreographers too? Uh, yeah uh, a couple of them like hold collab classes or they teach by themselves like I know Nat Bepko um, and Sienna Lau, who wasn't mm. in the video, um, mm-hmm. they've definitely hold, held joint classes before. Casey just taught her first contemporary class, I think, very recently. Wow. Okay. Um, well, she's young, though. Yeah. So they do a little bit of both. And I think, th- and they like to freestyle as well. So, like, their freestyling kind of, like, informs what their style will be. Uh, so okay. it'll be interesting to see if they do, unless they strictly want to just be dancers or if they want to become like teachers and choreographers mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see what they decide to go for there is a distinction great yeah okay good because um in my opinion in order to be the future of dance you do need to be like a creator mm-hmm. not just a a doer i guess mm-hmm. yeah an innovator of sorts yeah exactly um so it's good to hear that a lot of these uh young young kids these young dancers are um you know creating themselves so i hope they find their own way of things mm-hmm. me too um that's all i got to say about that how about you guys i'm all good yeah cool let's oh i got another message okay <laughs> mr popular over here no it's just james james go away <laughs> um <Woo! laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> let's move on uh dance versus school our second topic yeah. yes. um i did want to talk about this just because you are still in school annie and i know you are Taking dance as a major, correct? Yes. Uh, what kind of dance? Um, so at school, it's postmodern dance. It's different than what I had done before um, college. So oh, yeah, because if if what you did before college was modern, this is post. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> um, postmodern and modern are pretty different. Um, so it was definitely new ways of moving for me. It was I was honestly very uncomfortable with it at first, but I was happy to be uncomfortable with it. Because I wanted to step out of my comfort zone and kind of just because I had done that for four years straight, you know, so I mm-hmm. wanted something different. So it was nice. Um, and in it, I've been able to like find my own style and like make things. And now that I'm on C-Funk, I've been on C-Funk since my freshman year. I've let the hip hop influence and the contemporary influence inform what my style is. And I just said that before. I literally said the same right. words. Um, but yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about that. Um, how is dancing on a collegiate team? Capital Funk, um, and a pretty big one in our area, 
probably the biggest one in our area. Um, how is how does that affect your schooling in the sense that does it? Because <laughs> for us, I mean, we could we'll we'll speak on this later, but I just want to know from you yeah. since you're still in school. Yeah. But um, how 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 is it balancing doing that big old balance there? I'd be lying if I said it was easy. It is yeah. one of the hardest things ever, especially as one of the five captains. And because I love this team so much, there will be times where I'm like, I don't want to do my homework because I have responsibilities for the team that I have to do. Um, right. And I, I've already done that. I mean, but see, the thing I, I say about myself is I'm, um, what is it? Uh, I can't, I can't think of the word. Not reliable, but I'm a, like a good procrastinator in the way that I know that I'll procrastinate, but I know I'll get it done. Oh. Um, so even if I do put it off, I'd be like, I'll hate myself as I'm doing it, but I'll do it later. Right, yeah. Um, like, I'll just have to adjust my schedule accordingly. So that's been kind of hard. But since I'm a senior now, I really have to stay on top of my game and try to not do that. Um, Are you on track to graduate in uh, yeah, May? Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, better than, <laughs> way better than us. Yeah, my parents would not be happy and I would not be on the team if I was not. So, <laughs> um, What would you give as, in terms like of, of advice to those who are in the same shoes as you? Not necessarily as a captain of a team, but just, you know, a, member, just, just a member of a collegiate team who is also, you know, in school. Not necessarily for dance either, just, you know, in school, like say for like engineering or law or mm-hmm. um, what's, what's all business or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know if this is any good advice, but and it's going to sound like kind of basic, but just know your limits and listen to your body. Uh, there have been times where I was just like, oh, I know I'm tired, but it's fine. It's fine. Let me just like keep working myself to the ground. You get burnt out so much faster when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can save so much energy. And like maybe so as a psych major, um, something we learn about memory and cognition is like ways of studying. So like distributed learning, like don't cram. Don't cram. Like, it's easy to do. It seems like the best option. It's absolutely not the best option. Mm -hmm. Um, So just make sure you, like, break things up and study when you need to. It's it's annoying, but even, like, 10 minutes per night before a test will really make a difference in the end. Another thing I like to do is something that my dad taught me. Um, I like to look at things at the big picture, and I get overwhelmed way too fast. So I stress out, but then my dad tells me compartmentalize and look at everything in small portions because then it's much more manageable that way. So if you have a huge to-do list, break it up into like two by two Hmm. and just like, or something. Sure, sure. You know, it's just, it's a lot less stressful to look at it that way than to be like, I have 500 things to do rather than, oh, by the end of the day, I should finish five of these things on my list. So what takes the front seat and what takes the back seat when it comes to school and dance? <laughs> I will always put dance over everything else. <laughs> it's just to have it. Cause that's it's, usually how it goes. It's yeah. my life. Like I, I would not be who I am or where I am right Without now dance. if yeah. I didn't yeah. have dance. Um, but, you know, there are times where it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't, you know, go out dancing tonight and maybe just do homework. And not even like a turn up, let's go out yeah, dancing, yeah, yeah. but more just like, let me not go to the studio when I don't need to. Yeah. But sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that too. You know, 21, I can do that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's because I've definitely had times where I just didn't feel like doing homework and it would be like 12 o'clock at night and I would mm. just walk over to the studio and just dance for two hours. Um but even I would say though, if you feel like you need a creative break, that's absolutely fine as well. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. even after that, that's when I would see myself become more productive. When I just 
stepped away for a second. So I guess like know your limits, listen to your body. So sleep when you need to sleep, like honestly do that. It's terrible when you not, when you have no energy, um, compartmentalize and then allow yourself creative breaks because that, that will help you a lot. I think at least it's helped me. Uh, it would have helped us because like, <laughs> well, at least for Justin, I know that dance was also front seat for you. Yeah. Schools took the back seat. Always. I, I do not regret any of the decisions I've made in my life. Yeah, you can't. Because you did it. Yeah, because it, I mean, it is yeah. what it is. I finally, I finished school. It's done. Yeah. Do I wish I finished earlier? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but only because... I think the reason why is because my goals changed midway through. When I when I first got into dance, I started taking it more seriously. I wanted to be in the industry. I wanted to leave, move to LA, try live that you know starving artist like lifestyle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like not knowing like whether or not I'm gonna be eating yet. You yeah, know and that scares me. It's and it's it's scary as hell. But I was ready to do it back then. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, and some of the viewers. Um, you guys don't know this. I got sick, and right. that completely. <laughs> oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's funny that actually my my anniversary date for my remission is two days ago. Oh. so six years. Yeah, yeah. and everything. Um, so I I got cancer, and that completely like like changed up my my perspective. Like, okay, you know what? I can't live the starving artist dance style because I will die. So <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, so I was like, you know, like. Your focus changes at that moment. That's when I realized, like, okay, I need to like focus on finishing school, and that's when I kind of knuckled down and finished everything. Mm-hmm. Did it take me a little bit longer? Yes, it did. Do I regret? That's why I don't regret the decisions I've made because I've lived uh, a lot, a lot through the through dance and everything. But now I feel comfortable because mm-hmm. you know I have my degree and a full time job and everything is yeah. great. Yeah. So for me, it never really took. It was never in my mind that I was ever going to be like a professional dancer. Yeah, oh, yeah that's what I want to do. I never wanted it. I never wanted that. But I love dance so much that, you know, it, it did happen to take over. It was more of a thing that I just didn't want to let anyone down because I was on a team. <laughs> or like us, whatever. Like us, right? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I mean, you guys are my closest friends. And, you know, I pretty much fo- followed every footstep that we all took, I guess. What was it? Did the Boy Scouts, Major Death, Culture Shock? Culture Shock. <laughs> and then... And then you kept going and did other things. And I was like, nope, I'm tired now. But, um, but like, you know, all throughout school, since the third, third or fourth grade, I've been in band up through college, you know, into funk, into like a jazz band and funk band. But then, you know, I found a way to make music, you know, still happen and be cool, I guess you could say, <laughs> uh, with dance. And then I found locking and then, you know, the rest is history. Um, but, there came a point that where I was in school and it's just like, you know, what am I doing? I'm just, I'm seeing <laughs> people pass me <laughs> because I'm still, I mean, I'm dancing and I'm doing cool things, but you know, there are these kids walking by me who are getting older and graduating and then it's getting replaced with younger people. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh, I should probably do something now. <laughs> and I, but yeah, I don't know. It, I never, I never uh, looked down on those who wanted to make dancer thing. I was like, mm-hmm. more power to you. If you can do it, I know I can, oh, so I'm 100%. not going to. Yeah. Um, it's, and for those that do do it, <laughs> for those who do do it and who make it, you know, 
fantastic like good job you you can do something that a lot of people will say that they wish they did or that they wish they could have done but didn't just because of the mere fact that they didn't put 100 percent into it yeah uh so props to you annie um for doing what you're doing it sucks i know that yeah but you know you're almost done you're almost there i know which is the scary part because post-grad i don't know i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) oh yeah that's a new thing that's another thing i'm so glad i'm way past (laughs) don't need a (laughs) post-grad oh man um so let's talk about collegiate dancing uh it's kind of like a stepping stone into like the industry i guess you start because like that's when things get serious you're old enough to have like that mindset of, you know, just to be, uh, what do you call it? Um, mature of things. Yeah. Mature about things. I mean, there are all those young dancers like we just talked about, like, you know, Casey and Sienna, you know, that, 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 that. But for most dancers, and like in the eve of social media, the new thing to do is that when you're in college, you're going to be the new, the cool thing to do is dance pretty much, especially with urban dance and hip hop. Um, how do you think, do you guys think that's, a good process because like i feel like i feel like every school now has like a team or at least when we started every Mm. school had a team every area had that one school who had a really good team and then you know those start to become like the popular crews and stuff um justin what do you think of that i think um i think it's good that people have the options to go wherever they want like um i don't know if that completely like answers your question but like in this, especially like in in this community now, there are so many different teams with such different styles, and where you go is dependent on a few factors. Like, is it are they doing a style of dance that you like, or or is it easy to get to? Is it within a proximity that you're comfortable with? And those are the factors that'll influence like where you go and like who you interact with. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there are other things too, like. You know, people have said, like, what's in the water for Capital Funk? Like, why do people love each other so much on the team or or seek out those, like, relationships within the team and everything? And um, that might not suit you. Some people might want to be, like, on a team where they're not, like, where they're just there to dance and they don't want to make friends. I met someone once that was, like, I had no intention of making any friends here. Mm. And I was, like, dang, that sucks. <laughs> they could have too many friends. That's true, but I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. Well, for me, like if I were to join a team now, yeah, um, I've I've told you this, but like mm-hmm. I'm done making friends. Yeah, like I I have I have my set friends who I, who I know will be friends because like for the rest of my life. Because um, Annie, I'm not trying to scare you or anything. Like, <laughs> no, you're good. Like get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just that, you know, when you get to that certain age where you realize you start to realize who are your actual like friend friends and who are just like your acquaintances and who are your teammates. You know what I mean? Um Yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. No, I mean I'm, that's I mean He's trying to kick me out. That's what he's trying to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you're still here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm not really sure what the point was, but you know, collegiate. <laughs> so like i mean couple modern started out as a collegiate team yeah, yeah. i think it oh, still is that, yeah in well, fact it still is oh, it's it not is. affiliated with uci anymore apparently yeah yeah yeah, yeah correct um they still go to prelude norcal they're still you know doing the usual competing stuff like that uh the regular team at least yeah but yeah before like they got on like abdc and stuff yeah. like that they were just a collegiate team for the, or at least it started that way and shout out to arnell for 
doing big things with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, with the eve of collegiate dancing, is it? Would you put that on the same level as like professional dancing, professional urban choreo? I guess you could say. I, I feel know, like some teams, yeah. Yeah, I think that um, the you can get the same quality dancing from a collegiate team as you could from like a pre-professional team or even a professional team. Like, like I um, back in the day, <laughs> I can't believe I keep saying that. Um, <laughs> The only thing that people sought after was to join Culture Shock, you know? And then nowadays, that's not the only option anymore. Some people are staying on their collegiate teams to build them to professional standards. I think that's great. You know, there are a lot of people that are Capital Funk alumni uh, like Q. You know, someone um, asked me once, it was like, you know, why doesn't Q join Culture Shock? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Why doesn't Q join Culture Shock? And... It wasn't until recently that, you know, I joined Capital Funk. I was like, he never needed to because he was happy where he, where he was, you know, building up Cap- Capital Funk. So um, I think you can get the same quality depending or build up your team to be the same quality uh, as a professional company. Let me shoot this over to Annie now. Um, Justin, you just mentioned how people stay on their collegiate teams for quite a while <laughs> and build up, build up that team. And I do see the benefits of that, but do you think, I mean, it is a collegiate team. So do you, Annie, do you think there are any negative aspects to, you know, having people out of college still remain on the team? Mm. I guess it's hard to ask you since you're going to be, you could potentially call <laughs> I could out. potentially. Um, call out your own teammates. Yeah. I mean, just think of Brad. No, see, okay, it's, I think it really just depends on the person. Um, For somebody like Brad, he always had amazing creative input. Mm. And it's because he had so much experience and he knows the nature of the team. He knows what the, how the team worked. So obviously we're going to respect whatever he says. Like, not that like what he says is end all be all, but it's something that we can take into consideration like heavily and be like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. But at the same time, and like this is not just to say only Brad, but just like people who have been on the team for a while that aren't on in college anymore. Um, but also like on the other side, it's like it, it's uh, there's always room for new ideas and new people. So having, I guess, like the fresher crop like coming in is also okay. Like change is okay. And that's something that we've all been trying to accept. Yeah. Um, so I don't really think there's a particular negative ac- aspect to having people post-college like on a collegiate team. Sure. Uh, it just might be for their own good that they might feel too stagnant or just something along okay. those lines. Um, just to play devil's advocate here. Oh, boy. Uh, well, one thing I could potentially see as a negative thing is that the more people stay, remain on their collegiate team. I, mean, I see, okay, two things. The more people stay on their collegiate teams or people out of college who want to join these collegiate teams, you know, and they may not have even been on it, you know, throughout college, um, is that, well, one, I feel like it kind of scares any new especially young dancers to join that said team because mm. I mean, they would look up to that team, right? Obviously, but then they would feel like they, there isn't any, any room on that team because of all of these great dancers who just will not leave or older dancers who are wanting to join at the same time, you know, one. And then two, I really, I really want 
my problem, I guess, also relates to how people always want to travel to LA to like really build themselves up and you know become and like build up the industry. But like, I really want people to stay and build up the ind- build up some kind of a thing community in our area in terms of like especially like DMV. But you could relate this to like any other um, area, like Philly, Chicago, New York, whatever. Well, New York is big too, but like yeah. you know what I mean. Um, I kind of want the like the the older generation who are still remaining on teams um, to like find a new thing to do, like mm-hmm. provide or like build up a community outside of that team, but still within our area, or you know, build make a new team or something like that. <laughs> something something to bring more creativity. It's kind of like uh, kind of like a monopoly of sorts, yeah, for the area. You know, before it, it was just culture shock, but then we still had all these up and coming collegiate teams to kind of like really make ourselves want to do better and become more creative. Um, but if there is this one thing that everyone's doing and it's not just like, say, like culture shock or like Capital Funk or Major Def or whatever, yeah, or any of like the, yeah, or anything else, then people will get complacent and like, that is the DC area now. That is the Chicago area. That is the Philly area. That one team, as opposed to like you know the community that it is. Um, so that's just me playing being devil's advocate. I have no problem with one way or another. <laughs> but you know, just to try, try and um, see both sides of, of the same coin, I guess you could say. Uh, Justin, what do you think of that? Of what I had to say. Hmm. Generally, I mean, I I. You're not wrong. <laughs> Am I playing like angels advocate? <laughs> a different devil. Uh, okay. Uh, no, I mean, I think that that's a good, I mean, that's that's a good way to think about it is that, you know, those that have that institutional knowledge, that experience to, of dance and everything should do something with that in their community, you know, not just hold it so close to their hearts. You know, I mean, it is nice to stay on your teams. I mean, I totally understand why some people do. Yeah. And, me too. The sense of whole family, the, the yeah. family aspect of it. Like, you don't want to leave your family to start a new one necessarily. I mean, we do, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Um, and you do want to keep your ideas and your experiences to your family because you really want your family to succeed. Yeah. I get that. It's just, you know. But then, like, there's also this other thing where you get labeled as, like, Team Hopper or... You know, so don't join a lot of teams. No, no loyalty or something like that, and that's unfortunate because they ignore. This is just personal experience because I've been called that before, but like I always put in my my time on the teams that I was on. Like I may have only been on major definition for like two not consecutive sp- uh, fall semesters, it's but I than me yeah <laughs> one one semester one semester and then one where you auditioned and it didn't come yeah uh, <laughs> but. Like I still, for for me personally, I still gave choreography to that team. I still repped Major Def because you know that's a team that still gave me something that I still, to this day, hold on to. And that's un- it's an unfortunate circumstance that you can get labeled like that just because you're bringing your knowledge elsewhere. You know. Well, there's no shame in growing. Yeah. And there's no 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 shame in learning from different aspects yeah. and different people. I mean, we just talked about it. Like, yeah. try and take as much class. The same aspect, try and learn from different teams because yep. they do have different things to offer. 100%. I think the idea of a team hopper comes from if it happens often and consecutive and consistently. Yeah. <laughs> and not just like, 
you know, sticking to one thing for a while. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, okay, now I'm done with you. I'm going to go over here. Well, we do know, but the thing is we do know people like that. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there is that fine line. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, that. Um, It's the whole pop and lock thing again. It's like people just kind of lump them together because they don't know the distinction. Hmm. Annie, how about you? What do you think of that, of, of, of like my devil's advocate standpoint <laughs> um i pretty much i pretty much agree with like what justin said about like yes you can like hone your craft but also give it to the community too the community gave you so much that's why you have your craft mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah it would be nice to see some people i don't want to say stay behind as if we're like holding them back but mm-hmm. to stay in their their home i guess um yes yeah, yeah. get yeah. your home, <laughs> your home. <laughs> pretty much yeah. um i don't really know how to articulate exactly. well, that but so like what do you i hate to put you on the spot but like no, what do you okay. what do you plan to do like after you graduate will you stay on the team okay so that's actually something that i was really thinking about and today in particular was actually like kind of a rev- revelation nice. for to me uh, wow that was not english i said revelation for to me nice. um <laughs> <laughs> Old English. A revelation <laughs> for, 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 me. <laughs> for me. Um, so at my internship today, we had a resume workshop and we had to bring in our resumes and we were going to, we just were under the impression that we were going to give them in and like this guy was going to just like mark them up and tell us what's wrong with them. But he wound up being somebody who's around our age, not much older than us. And he's like doing big things. He was actually about to hop on a train to head to Lincoln Center today for an event because he's like, you know, doing great stuff. Wow. Um, and he went with he went through our resumes with us individually in front of our group and he like interviewed us on the spot just to get a sense of who we are as people rather than just like our papers mm-hmm. and he asked me cuz on my resume i had my arts experience because i yeah i'm so fidgety with this also <laughs> see funk pop socket no no um so <laughs> i'm so all over the place um, so I have my arts experience on there. So I put like my high school because it's performing arts and then all the intensives that I've taken with like Ailey and Graham and things like that because I think it's important. But, you know, for the real world, you wouldn't necessarily sure. keep that on your resume. Yeah. So one of the things he asked me, he was like, okay, you know, after you graduate or whatever, um, what would be your ideal job? Like money and whatever thing. Everything's like taken care of. Like you want to worry about anything. He's like, would you dance? And I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's the answer like I wanted to hear because you can tell like when you talk about dance like your eyes light up. He's like, so what were you thinking of doing post-grad? And I was like, you know, like I was thinking of maybe doing like grad school for arts management. And he's like, don't do that. He's like, if you're not going to love it, like why spend another couple of years in school and spend money to do that? He's like, if you want to dance, like go for it. And like, wow. I don't really know how to explain the rest of the conversation because I was kind of just like enlightened. And oh, man. um. I kind of like started to reevaluate like my choices. I really only wanted to go to grad school because my parents told me I had to unless I had like a perfect job like lined up right outside of school, which realistically is not how this happens nowadays. Um, So I was like, I don't want to go to grad school. I know I'm a psych major, but I'm not going to go for psych because I don't want to be a counselor. I don't want to be a a psychologist. Um, And I don't really want to go for arts management either. Like, I do enjoy what I'm doing at the Kennedy Center, but that's more education and, like, programming and production planning and whatever. So I'd rather do stuff like that, more behind-the-scenes art stuff. You know? So I just really sat there and I was like, 
post-grad, do I want to just like take that leap of faith and like audition for a company or start my own thing? Uh, just I don't really know yet. And to answer the question about like, would I stay on my team? I really want to stay in DC. Like I'm not ready to leave yet. I feel like because I had never done the whole sleepaway camp thing or anything. So coming to DC was my first real trip away from home by Mm -hmm. myself Mm -hmm. so i've come into my own in this city so the city kind of feels like it's part of me now and they always say like home is where the heart is and like i've gotten into like low-key arguments with my parents because they're like come home like like new york is home and like yes new york is home it's my favorite city in the entire world Mm -hmm. because like my family's there and everything but dc is also my home Mm -hmm. you know this team and my friends at school have made this my home Mm -hmm. but mostly your team right (laughs) mostly my team um (laughs) so it's like i i don't want to leave that yet so but it's like would i stay here because of the team and that's very it's a very big proponent for me like i would 100 percent stay here just for seafunk and that's like sounds crazy to people because they're like it's just a college dance team but it's more than that like i was just talking to justin about this before and people don't realize how special of a team that they're on until they leave it like seafunk is just you will feel like something's missing if you're not a part of it. At least that's what I think. And not everybody will feel as passionate as me, and I understand that. But I don't know. So post-grad, I would totally stay on Z-Funk. I would totally stay in D.C. I just don't know quite what I would do yet, and I'm deciding if I should just go for it and just dance. So (laughs) just... um, I have a breathing problem. (laughs) So, yeah, that was kind of a convoluted answer, but... I don't know what I asked, to be honest. Oh, you were just asking no, know, me like, oh, <laughs> I was like, darn it. <laughs> um, I talk tangent. a lot. So that, it's like. I love tangents. It's like filibustering. Like a, like a <laughs> I would probably be very good at that. You would be really good at filibustering. <laughs> I... My question was, would you stay on the team? <laughs> she gives me a background of everything. Yeah. I'm I don't just know. like, wow. Just... Sorry, viewers. That's all the time <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, but so that, much. no, that's great. That's great insight into what you're, you're thinking. Because like. Um, for people who do join collegiate teams or who leave their home city, I guess, to go to school somewhere else, like say DC, um, you are shaped. That's, I mean, that's where you become like a real adult and that's where you become, that's where you get shaped into like who you are going to be for the rest of your life. Um, so I don't blame you or I don't, yeah, I don't blame you for, you know, wanting to stay or I, I can understand at least I don't, yeah, I can understand why you would. Um, so like, it's tough because like, what do you do in terms of dance when you have a big family in terms of Capital Funk, but then you want to like do things and you, you want to do like other things. Yeah. So it's like, I get it. You have quite a dilemma that I, I'm glad I don't have any part of. Uh, <laughs> that feels so great. <laughs> so good luck with that. Thank you. Um, yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> It's it's pretty rough, you know, but I know I could do it, you know. Enjoy enjoy it while you have it though. Yeah. You have one more semester and a half. (laughs) Yeah. It's kinda crazy to think. I still feel like I just got here. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you want to stay because the more people that leave Justin, the um (laughs) the worse this area becomes. No one knows about that. Oh, I'm just kidding. You just outed me. <laughs> well, you announced it. Yeah, that's true. It's like, well, anyway, um, so that's all I have to say about dance for school. I mean, this is all about, I guess, wanting, I wanted to hear like a personal experience of someone who's still in school and, and still I might have said too much, but <laughs> no, not necessarily. 
It's good to because then it's good to hear all points of things, mm. all I'm, point of views. I'm almost positive there are people that can relate to where yeah, you're at in your absolutely. life right now. They're like most dancers that are your age that are still in school can feel the way that you do. In fact, I would say all dancers. Yeah, because we just want to dance. Like yeah. that's school's just holding me back. <laughs> for me, for me, I just didn't know what yeah. was going on. I was just having fun. Yeah, I'm just kind of. It was a lot of doing fun. my thing. Yeah, you know, and that's what college is for. So, let's go back. No, I can't do school. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to study? Nope. Oh, nope. No, don't no. remind me. I don't want to read anymore. I don't even want to prepare for this podcast. That's <laughs> that's fair. You don't even have notes <laughs> for this. Hey, I usually do. Yeah, just not today. Yeah, right. Well, especially with world events. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have to say about that. Any last notes for you from you, Justin? Uh, no. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, Annie? I'm good, too. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming. And, I mean, Justin, you're always here. Uh, Annie, special thank you <laughs> thank to you for, you for coming. Me. Of course. You are welcome here anytime. Um, Justin, where can people find you, man? You can find me at on. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the Wrong preposition. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Wonderfell88. That's one L. In fell. And two eights. And two eights. <laughs> Thank you very much, Russ. You're welcome. Uh, and Annie, where can people find you? Um, so my Instagram handle's a little strange, but it's at Stuffy's Cookies. Uh, it's it's a long story, so I won't get into it. But it's <laughs> S-T-U-F-F-I-E-S and then the word cookies. And that's me. <laughs> awesome. Twitter? No. I don't have a Twitter, no. Good. Yeah. Well, you have yeah. one. Hey. <laughs> So do I. It's just there. <laughs> I mean, as you can tell today, I'm pretty verbose, so I don't think I can shorten my tweets. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Good word. Thank verbose. you. I used to want to be an English major, so. Wow. Yeah. I'm starting to write a book, but I don't know. That's not, that's going slow. <laughs> yeah. It's a good book. You hey, read one chapter. Hey, it's so good. I want the second one. I'll, uh, you should say something about your class this past weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, so I taught class at um, UNC Chapel Hill, North Carolina, uh, Prism, season three, Sapphire. Uh, it was awesome because, well, I mean, I love teaching down there, especially because because of the fact that everyone is so hungry to learn. Mm-hmm. Up here, it's kind of like everyone just dances so much and it becomes oversaturated. And like we just talked about with taking class, yep. either they, they don't because they don't want to do like locking, which is what I taught. Or, you know, if it's not someone they know, either if it's not someone famous or someone that they're friends with, they're not really going to take class Mm -hmm. uh, generally. Um, But it was nice down there because they are so hungry to learn and so open to everything, too. Absolutely. Um, I taught alongside of Jisoo and Austin. Uh, Their classes were great. Justin, you took all three. I did. First time in a while that I've been able to do that physically. (laughs) But it felt good. Good for you. Um, And I taught... Um, I did teach a locking set with choreography, but it was mostly all grooves. It was kind of like the way I, I explained it. I don't think I explained it to them, but the way I explained it to myself, how I wanted to teach it was that it, it was kind of like how I would start off in a cypher. Like, you know, I would just start being on the side, just doing basic grooves, and then I would start to get, start to build upon it, and eventually mm-hmm. you just start locking. Yeah. So I kind of taught a piece that was kind of like structured that way, but I also made them cypher in the sense that they performed it for each other in a circle. And they were just moving in, grooving with each other, moving out, et cetera. Just kind of locking. Yeah, it was pretty fun. 
It was more fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's probably one of the best like locking workshops I've ever been a part of. It, just be and not because like you're my friend or anything like that. If I didn't like you, I'd still think that that was a really, really <laughs> great workshop. And sometimes I know you don't like me, so yeah, you know, <laughs> I can be. Uh. Anyway, um, <laughs> and like half of it wasn't even locking, right? Yeah, half mm-hmm. of it was just stepping. almost stepping, yeah. stepping, like two like, step, not stepping, stepping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like foot stepping, <laughs> <laughs> like walking forward, walking yeah. backwards, and doing two step and back. And place. it's interesting to see the people that have trouble with that. Yeah, you know that's incredible that. A basic two step is something that yeah. I even I even mentioned it during class yeah. and like um the biggest thing was getting people to come out of their shells because I mean funk is isn't for everybody, obviously. And then making you two step and like slam your foot down to it and really get into it, it can be um daunting for some people. Yeah. Um, especially if they're not comfortable. But, you know, as dancers we need to be able to perform and emote and just, you know, come out of your shell and just be out there. So um eventually i got them all out there especially when they started to look got into that cypher and really fed off of each other like that goes to the whole like social aspect of the media or or, or just you know uh. or just family in the sense of you know your team so i think i was able to teach well hopefully i was able to teach more than just locking in fundamentals and even grooving you know just the whole aspect of dancing with each other yep but that was my class. Yep, <laughs> it was great. And I was supposed to give—I was just supposed to give my Twitter, my Instagram <laughs> handle. Sorry, as always, I'm Russ Santos. Um, you can find me at Lock and Robin on Instagram and all the other good stuff out there. I mostly just use Instagram, but even rarely because it's just hard. I—it's—it's I, it's tough because it just feels like work at, at a certain point. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have to share my life now. I love Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just too old. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me there. Uh, thank you guys for listening and, you know, stopping by again. I'm, I hope you're not tired of us. But as you may or may not know, we did take our second topic today or our first topic um, from a comment. So leave comments about what you want us to talk about or what you might want to know from us because then we'll do it. <laughs> we have nothing else to do. But, Absolutely. But listen and talk. So do that. Leave a comment on the bottom. Um, check out dancefam.tv to find out all our other stuff. Uh, check us out on dancefam TV at dancefam TV on Instagram and all the other good stuff. Hashtag the session. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye. <laughs>